right into the Triangle Podcast, Couch Guy Sports. The Into the Triangle Podcast is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. Make sure to go check out all the written content on couchguysports.com as we give you the latest stories and opinions daily. Also, make sure to check out all the podcasts on the network, just to name a few of them. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, Legends Lingo, Small State Big Takes, The Rafters, The Chasers, brand new sports gambling podcast, which we'll talk about in a second. Make sure also to subscribe to Couch Guy Sports on Twitch. Give us a follow and a subscription there. If you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. Helps us out. Helps everybody else out. So do it up. Also, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can get access to our other recordings and other shows, such as BSP's block list with Brianna Pierre as she goes through the list of people she blocks and just other Boston sports stories throughout the week and much more. There's the Couch Guys Sports Podcast. There's trivia. There's everything else. Go check it out. Also, check out the store that's going to be having some brand new apparel coming in very soon. Once again, couchguysports.com. Thank you for listening to the Into the Triangle Podcast. So, I am your host, Alan Hegan, for today. No Jared Scally. Congratulations to Jared as he has a baby girl. Congratulations to him and Laura. Very happy about that. So, that's why Jared is not here. He will be missed, but it's okay. We have a full crew today. So, joining me, on the bottom, you may recognize him from Legends Lingo, and you may also recognize him from his brand new sports gambling podcast on the Couch Guy Sports Network. It is Tom Satham Fissette. It is Fiesta. Fee, what's up, buddy? What's up, Al? How's it going? I'm glad to help out. Hey, glad to have you on. And we also have a third chair tonight. If you haven't heard this voice before, it's okay. But he does write on Couch Guy Sports on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And I believe this is his podcasting debut, if I'm not mistaken. We have Diego Galvis. Diego, how you doing, buddy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Podcast and debut, doing well, doing very good. Um, if you haven't heard my voice on here, you probably have heard my voice in nightclubs around Boston. I'm a Boston uh, resident DJ. Uh, so right now, obviously, can't DJ because uh, shitty coronavirus, but it is what it is. Uh, but thank you very much, Al, for, for having me. Fiesta, it's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Of course. So two very knowledgeable Red Sox guys in here with me tonight and honestly i need all the help i can get so that's why i have these two on i just direct and they do all the work that's how it works but the boston red sox suck guys they're just they're flat out terrible i mean so so let's break it down for a sec so jared and i talked last week we were very concerned about the pitching staff and sure enough it's come back to bite them a little bit played the baltimore orioles one opening night and nathan Ivaldi looked really good like really good six innings, one run. I think he had like four strikeouts. Red Sox went 13 to two. We're thinking, okay, this, this team is going to be in good shape. They play the next day. They lose seven to two. It's like, okay, you know, it's they're one and one. Maybe they can still find a way to win two out of three and still win their first series. They lose seven to four to the Orioles in their rubber match. And yeah, they go one and two. So not great. Not a great start. Then you got the Mets and you're thinking, okay, the Mets, you know, maybe maybe they can find a way to beat the Mets. Nope, they lose two more to go to one and four. And then the Reds – and then this is just how the season's gone so far. And I'm going to give Oliver Martel credit on small state big takes. He called this. not The score wasn't exactly, but he called the result. And I talked to my dad about it, and I was like, you know this is going to happen, right? The Red Sox beat the Mets 6-5 to five on Wednesday, July 29th. With Jacob DeGrom going for the Mets and Nathan Ivaldi going for the Red Sox. Now, ordinarily, you'd think the Mets would win about 5-1 that game. You know, take an easy dub. But, guys, this pitching staff is just putrid. 
It is beyond disgusting. I can't even like I'm holding in my breakfast. I'm going to have lunch after this. I don't even know how I'm going to stomach my lunch thinking about this Red Sox pitching staff. But the first thing we're going to talk about is this. How bad do we want to lose it with this pitching staff? Diego, this is your debut. So I want to give you the floor first. (laughs) How, how aggravating is this pitching staff to you? Honestly, I think that was a bad idea giving me the floor, the floor first, because, uh, as a Hispanic and somebody who loves the game of baseball, um, I'm fucking humiliated by these by this pitching staff. What the hell are they doing? I mean, that that's to begin with. Number two, I I personally think it is a coaching staff responsibility. If these people are not pumped up to begin the season, sorry, but don't even be a coach. Step down, have the balls, step down, resign, move on. Because, sorry, but Ron Renneke, uh don't really see much of a spike, uh, uh, much of a spark on the guy. I, I could see somebody, I could see somebody like Pedro, like being the coach, that person to be like, you guys suck. What the hell are you doing? Let's go. Like <laughs> that, that type of person. Just have you know? Pedro and Ortiz in the dugout. That would be incredible. Oh. That'd be amazing. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Or, a guy, or a guy named Alex Cora, but maybe, I don't know. But I will say this. The but I mean, thing that's about, with, you know? Right. right. The thing with Ron Renneke, and then we'll get to Fiesta's thoughts in a second about this putrid pitching staff. The thing <laughs> with Ron Renneke is he has he, – he captures the clubhouse. Obviously, he's not a rah-rah kind of guy, but he has the respect of all the guys in that clubhouse. That's why, you know, Haim Bloom, Sam Kennedy, and all those guys were hap- – were, I'd say happy to make Renneke the interim manager – Make him a manager for 2020. Then 2021, you go out, you find somebody, or maybe bring back Alex Cora. I don't think that's going to happen personally, but it's a it's a thought. Mm. So, but we can get into that later. Fee, buddy, you've been waiting patiently. I know you love talking Red Sox. Just let us have it. I mean, I think all three of us could pitch better than this pitching staff for the Red Sox. I know Ali's shoulders a little bummed. We can do the little Paul Bird, you know, little little toss in there. But I mean. I mean, Evaldi even last night and then opening day was very good. He's been very effective. I, I, I actually want to watch Evaldi pitch. That's actually kind of – Same. I, Same. Actually, I want to watch him pitch. Everybody else, I'm like, I don't want to watch him pitch. I'm trying not to watch him pitch. I mean, even last night, Workman could not throw a freaking strike. Like, no. it, was, it, it was a disaster. And they should have lost last night, even though how. But they didn't. But they didn't. Second win of the season. They did not. And and they're only two games out of first place and two games out of the wild card. I mean, I mean, this expanded playoffs. They might sneak in still. They might stink so bad. They might sneak in. If they can play 480 baseball, they might sneak in. And I think this pitching staff. I mean, if the bullpen can get right, I'm trying to be an optimist here. They should be fine, but. It's not looking good. Listen, listen, listen. Jared Scally is a host on this podcast, and he's the king of pessimism. So if you want to be pessimistic, you go ahead and do it. Oh, no, I know he's the the king of pessimism. So, I mean, I'm trying to be optimistic here and just be like, oh, yeah, they might. But it's just like, wow, there's some high school pitchers that are better than some of these pitchers. I'm I'm like, I'm not even kidding. It's like, like, they're bad. They suck. They suck. I'm not gonna lie to you. I almost, I almost feel like it's better off just to trade for some minor league pitchers at this point and just give them the opportunity. I mean, I'm thinking. I mean, so, you hear something so, funny? so here, you want to hear so, something funny real quick? The pitcher that um, 
that the Red Sox were supposed to get from the Mookie Betts trade from the Twins. Oh, Gatterall. Um, like that, he had the elbow problem. They they rescinded it. I guess yeah. now for the Dodgers, he's been like out. And that doesn't. Be that's not surprising for the, for the team. Yeah. Here's 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 a hypothetical for you guys. Real quick hypothetical. If you have the chance to trade away Nathan Eovaldi to build up that farm system and maybe even get a major league ready pitcher, do you do it? No. I mean. I mean, Heim Bloom said it today in his comments. It's just not about winning this year, um, but also for future years. So they got to fit. The Red Sox are going to have, if they continue to struggle, especially with the pitching, they have to figure it out. But remember, Chris Sale is coming back next year. Yeah. And, no, and so they, ha- they, they have to take in consideration a lot of things. And if they get beyond the trade deadline, they should, they, they will have the money to spend this offseason to get pitching. So here's, here's the last thing I'm going to say about the pitching. Like, let's just look at this rotation really quick. Nathan Eovaldi, serviceable. I, I, let, me, let, me t- let me take that back. Not serviceable. He's, he's a good MLB pitcher and that has very good stuff when he's healthy. He just has to stay healthy. His stuff is above average. Mm-hmm. High, high velocity fastball, good breaking stuff. He has the makings of a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. After that, Martin Perez. Had like a 5-4-0 ERA last year Ugh. on the Twins. I'm going to puke. Ryan Weber. Now, now listen, this is going to sound crazy, but I actually don't mind Ryan Weber. I know he stunk the other night, but if, his, if he's on, he's not going to overpower you by any way, shape, or form. But if he can spot his stuff, then, he's, then he is serviceable. But until then, puke. The God man, Zach Godley. Why didn't he start the other night? Why did he not start the game? I didn't understand that. He comes in, he grunts every pitch, and he's shoving. I couldn't believe it. And then Josh Ostrich, which is just like, it's Ostrich. It's it's Ostrich. But Josh Ostrich, which is going to be referred to by any time for me from now on, he actually was okay last night when he pitched against the Mets in, um, in the bullpen. So he was okay. Matt Hall pass. My goodness. It's just, this pitching staff just makes me want to gouge my eyes out. It makes me honestly not even want to watch the games. I'm still going to watch them because especially like the NBA is coming back on Friday night. So we're recording on Thursday, mm-hmm. July 30th. So the 31st, <clears throat> the Celtics are coming back. So I'm going to be watching that. The, Bru- the Bruins are going to be coming back. I think early next week, they play the fly. They play Sunday, Sunday. against the Flyers. Yep. Sunday against the Flyers. So there's going to be more sports to watch. But for now, it's like, what else are we going to watch? Like, we have to just go through the pain, the suffering. And it's just, it's unbearable. One final question about the pitchers before we actually get into the hitters. Mike fulton pitcher of the Braves, DFA'd. At this point, do you take a flyer on him? No, I would. I would. I mean, he's going to be cheap. He can maybe be a serviceable starter. Diego, agree? I, I would. I would. Absolutely. I, I mean, why not at this point? Seriously, like, what do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. Zero. Well, Zilch, I not. mean, if you, if you really want to be, like, dirt cheap and, and make a move like that, you almost go for some relief pitchers in the minors. Somebody like, like I was saying, somebody like Miguel Diaz from San Diego. Um, you know, somebody like Ryan Bird from the Chicago White Sox. Some young guys that you can really work up to then step up to that starting pitching position if you want to go cheap and then build from there for 2021. Fair enough. So 
let's move on because the, the pitchers are just going to drive us all to drink at this point. <laughs> the offense, it, guys, yeah. I mean, the offense, let, let's review this for a second. The offense has played, so there have been six games so far. Out of those six games, they have scored four or more runs. I, I want to say five of the games. Yeah, pretty sure. Five of the six. Okay. So your offense is doing okay. You're scoring a little bit, but there are still a few guys that I want to talk about. And the first one, Fiesta heard this the other night. So sorry, this is repetitive Fiesta, but it has to be talked about. It's a Red Sox podcast. We have to do it. Yeah. Andrew Benintendi. My Benintendi. God, he's hitting 105 with a bunt single and a bloop double. Those are his two hits this year. You cannot have that guy as your leadoff hitter anymore for the rest of the year. You can't do it. Jose Peraza, put him in the leadoff hole. If you need to mix and match, like, just keep Benintendi out of there. Keep him in the nine hole. Let him see a lot of fastballs and maybe have a chance to get that average to creep up. Rafael Devers, yes, he's picked it up a little lately, but he had a horrendous start to the season. Like, he's hitting 200, but it's a 200 that you're really disappointed with. I mean, like Fiesta said off air, you know, last game or two, okay, fine. But before that, he just – it looked like the Rafael Devers of the past where he was being long with his swing, getting fastballs blown by him. It just – it didn't look good. Xander Bogart's hitting below 200. Now, granted, he's had a little bit of a, a rough stretch so far to start the season. Obviously, he's banged up a little bit, but it is what it is. So, I'll leave the floor to you guys now. Andrew Benintendi, Rafael Devers, Michael Chavis too. Michael Chavis hasn't been doing much. So, when you see these hitters – Diego, I'm going to start with you. How frustrating is it to have those guys not hit when you need them to be a part of an offense that's supposed to be a top five offense in the American League and maybe even the MLB? I mean, right now it's incredibly frustrating for me. I mean, Ben Benintendi last year was lights out. The guy was probably one of the most reliable hitters in the whole entire lineup, if if I may say that, besides obviously Mookie Betts. Um, and having him like play like this, I almost feel like either something personal is going on or I don't know, maybe he just needs a new girlfriend. So motivation, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like no. The joke was, was that when he got the girlfriend, he couldn't hit anymore. So he was supposed to be single Benny and go off. This is where Brianna Pierre makes her pitch to motivate this guy and save the Red Sox for this year. <laughs> I'm honest, honest to God, listen, if there's anybody that can motivate, if there's anybody that can get that guy going, it's probably Brianna Pierre. So I'll give you credit where credit's due. Absolutely. Yes. Like, like last year, Ben Nintendi was serviceable. He hit 266. He had 13 home runs. He had 68 RBIs. Granted, it's 162. No, games no, no, no. You're season. being nice, Al. You're being nice. He stunk last year. I said he was serviceable. Serviceable. No, 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 no. You're being nice. You're being nice. No, he stunk last year. 2018 is, and 2017 are his platform. That's where he yeah, should be doing. Yeah. Diego, you believe this guy? He doesn't even let me finish. He doesn't even let me finish. Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> unbelievable. No, unbelievable. I mean, uh, uh, I will say, for somebody who you need to be that serviceable guy, Al's got a very good point right there. 266, whatever. Like, that is perfect. For That's fine. That's fine. Plate, that is fine. But for what is doing currently this year, my God, I, I could be blind and I can still hit the ball. It's, so he has 19 at-bats this year, 
two hits, like we said, a bunt single and a bloop double, which that bloop, bubble, bloop double is his 500th career hit. Go figure that out. Obviously no home runs, one RBI, one stolen base, and a 450 OPS. Oh, that's God. not good. For anybody that's not a baseball fan that's listening to this for the first time, first of all, thank you. Second of all, that ain't good. Not great. So what I was going to say before Fiesta decided to jump in, Ben Attendi was serviceable, but it still wasn't good. It still was not good. No. But he was better last year at the start of the season than this year. And that is what you need. You need a guy that can once in a while get on base, maybe steal a base, get in scoring position, and then guess what? You have J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers, and Xander Bogarts, Mitch Moreland, and Christian Vasquez. Keep in mind, Mitch Moreland's hitting 357. Vasquez is hitting 400. Mm-hmm. So you have five hitters in that lineup that can do damage. You just Give need to be the, the, the table setter. You need I to be the add, table setter get guys on base. I will add this comment, too. If the Red Sox really needed some money and just needed to trade somebody just to trade somebody, I would have gone with Ben Intendi instead of Betts. I'm sorry. But I would no, been- no, no. That's honestly, that's not a bad point because a lot of people, don't forget this. In the Chris Sale trade, there were two names that were frequently coming up as the center trade pieces, and that was Yoan Mankata, who ended up going to the White Sox, and Andrew Benintendi. Who, but they chose to sign Yoan Mankata. I mean, what but, in the hell yeah, is but, 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 Diego, but if you keep Mankata, then Devers never comes up. Or he has to switch positions. So – like Devers has been reliable this year for crying out loud. <laughs> but when he listen, when he gets going, I mean, we'll say this last night. If you didn't make that uh, diving stop at third, the Mets probably won that game last night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and, 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 and this is the, and this is the, these are the same guys that criticize Devers when he fields a routine ground ball and then he throws it ten feet over Mitch Moreland's head or ten feet to the side. It's it's just it's beyond frustrating. It's almost like when, when you're back in Little League and you're teaching them just how to throw the ball to first base. It's like well, he's a little, Rafi. He's a little pudgy. So. Well, he's, he's 14 years old and, you know, he, he's, you know, scoops and everything. Rafi big scoops, he's gonna, he's, I think Jared Carabas needs to cut his ice cream off for a little bit. Or just his family. Yeah, Carabas, if you listen to this, I'm off the ice cream, man. We, we need him. No, but we, we are Rafael Devers podcast. And I know that Devers is going to turn it around with the bat. It's just a question of the defense. I mean, last then night, it, that, that hit off of uh, – I'm sorry to interrupt. A hit off the Gromp was a, a laser. Opposite oh, yeah, field. no, I saw that. Like, that All was, right, Devers is – when Devers goes to the opposite field and just hits line drives, you know he's about to turn it around. I would have loved – And nobody, hit. nobody is talking about Mitch Moreland. Oh, Keep yeah. in mind, last year, Mitch Moreland, the first two months of the season, was the Red Sox best hitter. And now this year, he's doing the same thing. He's starting off hot out of the gate. And it's a great sign to see. Yes, it is. So yes. before, before we sort of wrap up for the episode, it's going to be a real quick episode because we just, like, like we said, we could go on forever about this atrocious excuse for a ball club. So the Red Sox finish their series tonight with the Mets, looking to at least split the home and home. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think Perez is pitching tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Fee, correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, I don't know. Let me look at this up for a All second. All right. So, so while Fee looks that up, so they got the Mets, and then this is where the headaches are going to start. You got the Yankees for three. It's Perez. It's Perez. Okay, so Perez is pitching tonight against Steven Matz, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you got Perez against Steven Matz. You can win that game, and I think you have to win that game because 
Your next three are against the Yankees. And then you have two against the Rays. So you got five games. So first thing I'm going to ask you guys, this is a two-part question. So everybody have their answers because I got, I got mine. What is the Red Sox record after those five games of the Yankees and the Rays? What, the two-parter is what do you want them to go and what do you actually think they'll go? What I want them to go is three and two. Because if you go three and two against those, you know, two teams, you're showing, okay, you got some life. You're not just a team that's just going to drop dead to the better teams in your division. Now, what do I think they're going to go? I think they're going two and three or one and four. I really do. I think Evaldi might have a good start. You might get a surprise from a guy like a Ryan Weber. But otherwise, until proven otherwise, I think they are realistically going two and three or one and four. I don't, I don't think 0-5. I think they'll find a way to squeak out one game where they score 10 runs and they win like 10-8. to 8. But it's not looking good, and I am not looking forward to watching the games or seeing the scores of these games because they are going to be B-R-U-T-A-L, brutal. So those are my predictions. Fee, we're going to go with you this time. We're going to let Diego take a second to rack it up in that brain of his, what records we got. So record, you want the Red Sox to go in those next five games and what you think they'll actually go. I want them to go four and one, but that's it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> nope. nope, that is not happening. But I'll say this: the for the Yankee series, they aren't not gonna have, uh, they aren't gonna face Garrett Cole, so that's a that's good, good thing. I mean, they're gonna face Tanaka in his debut and Jordan Montgomery, so uh, they might. And in the way that Ben Attendee and some of these hitters do hit at Yankee Stadium, it might be beneficial. But I realistically think they're gonna go two and three. Um, I I actually. I really, if I'm the Red Sox, I don't even want to go to Florida. To be completely honest, but that's another story for another. Yeah, we, we yeah, the, yeah. That's but but, um, and then I think they played Char- They faced Charlie Morton in one of those. So you got to split that. So you got to win one in New York and two at most. But you, you can't be swept. That's all I can say. You can't be swept. Beggars cannot be choosers at this point with this team. So all right, Diego, let's hear it. I mean, personally, I want them to go five. I know who wouldn't. But um, realistically speaking, there's two strategies that could, could go on here. Number one, like I mentioned before, Brianna Pierre can just come out of nowhere and save the day and kind of motivate Andrew Benintendi to be a much better hitter. So, Brianna, if you're listening, I'm begging you, become Superwoman, whatever next hero could be. But I'm begging you, just do it. Um, secondly, I would say I, – I almost say they – they go two and three. I'm not very optimistic about Tampa. I'm not very optimistic about the next games with the, with the Yankees. So, uh, you know, besides if all these starting for us, I don't, I don't really know who else is there that we can really say, oh, yeah, that's a guaranteed win. You know, I, I, I'm just being extremely realistic. Now, there could be possibilities that some of these games might get postponed or even canceled. But, Good. you know, at, at this point, I, I, don't, I don't see them doing any better than the two and three. I really don't. Yeah, it's not looking good. The days are looking dreary for our Boston Red Sox. But you know what? We can't be winners every year. We've had four World Series titles in the past, you know, 
16 I mean, years. I mean, can't be winners, but you should expect them to be above 500. And- especially with the payroll. Yes, especially with the $200 million payroll. I agree. I'm right there with you. They should be competitive. And this is not a competitive baseball team right now. Oh, this is a joke. This is a really bad team. It's, it's bad. And don't forget, don't forget to add, too, that the Red Sox can benefit on this in a much different scale because Ford currently owns – part of the um, of the Liverpool football club in England. And Liverpool just won Champions League, I mean not Champions League, Premier League silverware and a guaranteed a pass to the Champions League. That itself in money wise, that's about another twenty million that they could get right there. Just in compensations for that beneficial win of a soccer club that has nothing to do with the Red Sox. Besides partnership. There's going to be money to spend. There's going to be money to spend this offseason. We know it. One final thing before we actually do get out of here for the day, dash evening. Miami Marlins are morons, guys. The Marlins are stupid. 19 players and coaches, just 19 members of the organization, positive for COVID. Their season is shut down for now, temporarily. They're not doing base. They're not playing for the next week. How dumb can you be? Like they are, they are literally so dumb. Like I don't know if you guys had quick thoughts on that, but Diego, I'll start with you. Are, are you even surprised with the Marlins? Because I'm not at this point. I, I, I'm not by any means. I, I, I guess I am, and I'm not because number one, I thought of Derek Jeter as a much more professional person to not let these kind of dumb decisions go under his radar unnoticed. Um, you know, he might have been a Yankee, but still one of the most gentleman-like figures in the whole entire game of baseball, in my opinion. Um, but besides that, I mean, take a look at what's going on around everywhere else. People are just making their dumb decisions. Some people wear a mask, some people don't. So seeing this happen in, in Miami, it's by no means a surprise to anybody. It should not be a surprise by it for anybody. Not, you're right, especially with those states like Florida, Texas, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Maybe even California, but that's another story for another day. Fee, final thoughts. Marlins being idiots. Um, I mean, it's kind of sad, and I mean, it shows. It's kind of sad that a professional team's not taking the guidelines seriously, and that's all I can really say. It's just like wear a mask, don't be stupid. Yeah, uh, tell all those other players that because uh, yeah, can't do it. But that's all the time we have for today. As always, check out everything in Couch Guy Sports. Rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. I think we're on Spotify and everywhere else where you can find us. Just go rate and subscribe. Obviously, congrats again to Jared becoming a father. One of the coolest things in the world. Hopefully, he'll be back within the next week or two. If not, totally understandable. Got to take care of your family first, and we respect that. If nothing else, though, Diego Galvis in my top left making his podcast debut. Your debut's over, bud. You're officially a veteran. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Pa- uh, powder, Jesus. Fiesta on the bottom. Obviously, check out our podcast, Legends Lingo, and check out Fiesta's new gambling podcast, The Chasers. It's him. It's Chris Jones. Go check them out. I am your host, Al, for this week. Thank you for listening to Into the Triangle. Hopefully, Jared's back next week. Let's hope the Red Sox don't make us suffer any more than they already have. Take care, and we'll see you next week.